0: I think it's kind of like understanding what did I do this time and what is the result I got? What should I bring with me to the next thing? What should I get rid of? What's good? What do I keep? What's bad? What do I get rid of? Keep trying.
1: You have to do what's uncomfortable. You have no choice. Um, If you want what's uncomfortable to become normal and comfortable, you have to do it. And there's just no way around that.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where
1: we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there.
0: This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. let's bring amy in. amy what's going on
2: hi hi hi
0: let's see amy what's us, happening can we make this oh. better there we go Ooh,
2: i like that. this yeah i like this
0: what's going on we got some questions
2: we got all the questions let's hope my all camera does <laughs> questions all yeah i mean about this? everything that you guys talked about absolutely let's do it you ready oh yeah okay I've noticed my per- perfectionism is linked to my relationship with myself. I over-prepare and try to make everything perfect to compensate for my limiting beliefs about myself. How can I work on improving that?
0: Mm, great, 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 great question. Um, honestly, I think that's okay at the beginning because I think you have to have enough confidence to get going. But when your confidence starts to rise, I want you to like almost intentionally, Jeff, so Alan, Alan and I did a speech with Michael Gorman, a friend of ours at the movement family. And I literally rolled in with five flashcards and I was like, boom, this is going to be fire. I am the man. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I don't even have to prep for this. And it got so bad. In fact, that I had the kids do pushups because I didn't know what else to do. So panic move, it was a panic move, super panic move. But what's the point of this? I was confident enough to roll in there unprepared and I got my ass kicked, honestly, I did. But then I prepped it, I, I reflected on it with Alan in the basement with McDonald's and I realized, like, number one, it wasn't as bad as I thought and number two, there was a ton of lessons there. There is, prep is important. Prep is always gonna be important but there also is a point of over-preparation where, let's do this, Alan and I for this live podcast used to write out entire sentences for what we were going to talk about. One of my points is Dean Graziosi potato. That's all it says. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's all it says. So David Meltzer Hotel, building website in Florida. I didn't talk about that. First big client at NLPS. I want you to practice until you understand where your actual prep point is. And then after your things, I want you to look back and say, this is what I did well. This is what I didn't do as well. And I, I can do better in the future. And then I want you to start like dialing it back a little bit. Because chances are, if you aren't confident, you're probably over prepping. Don't do what I did and get smoked. But just say, okay, normally I would prep for an hour and a half. I'm going to do an hour today. I'm going to do 45 minutes. I'm going to do a half hour. See where that sweet spot for you is. And then also see what works for you. Alan and I used to do an hour of prep. Today, I think we did like 25 minutes for this. And again, the camera, Jeff, that has nothing to do with our prep, honestly. Um, But it started off with an hour. We've just kind of tried to continue to get out of our comfort zone. And I think that's an important thing. Prep is usually directly correlated to the amount of discomfort you're willing to endure. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to bet on yourself. And worst case scenario, if it goes horribly wrong, as
1: long as you get back on the horse with the new information, you're going to do better anyway. Mm. Uh, my answer is a little different, but I do agree with everything Kevin said. My answer has to do with identity. Uh, whoever asked this question, what I would challenge you to do is figure out where your perception of self is different than the reality. Uh, for me, for my fr- I did three fitness shows. Only one of them did I win with this trophy behind me. The first one I thought I'd win and I lost. I came in fourth out of five people. The second one I thought I'd lose. So I prepped, showed up, and actually won. The third one I thought I'd win again. And I ended <laughs> up in fifth out of six people. And so my point is Humility. If I'm completely honest with myself and with other people, you need to understand where your competence and your confidence is. I've noticed with a lot of my uh, people that I've studied, I'll just say this. Some people have an inflated view of self and they don't want to go take action because then they'd have to face the truth that they're not really as good as they're telling themselves. I know some people who undercharge and I know some people who overcharge the people who overcharge would rather feel good about themselves and hang on to that story about themselves that positive identity than actually go face the truth that was like me i wanted to pretend to have a great physique and talk about having a great physique more than actually step on the stage and then get get smoked so my point is this get very honest with yourself if if you have a perfection bias it's most likely because you want to hang on to the idea of being great at something more than actually being great at something. And, and get really humble and, and realize that action is the cure-all. Massive action is the cure-all. And, and, and we talk about drive to five often, but I really want to drive this point home. If you have an inflated view of self, and I've been guilty of that too, that means that action is going to level set you. It's going to put you in the truth. Quick, by the way. <laughs> you think you're a great speaker, you speak next to Brennan Burchard, you're going to realize real quick, you're not very good. I I was in that scenario. I wasn't speaking next to him, but I went and saw him. Okay. Now, if you're deflated view of self, maybe you're better than you think you are. You got to go try. I know one speaker in particular, who's way better than she thinks she is. And every time she speaks, she's like, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this. It's like, yeah, compared to what you thought. Kevin was a better speaker he originally thought i was a worse speaker than i originally thought action will keep you in the truth massive action realize that perfectionism is is trying to hold you back from the truth because of our delicate sensibility all human beings have a delicate ego and and your 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 subconscious mind will protect you from taking actions that that will make you feel bad about yourself but you have to override that and get into the discomfort of, of facing the truth and the reality. Kevin and I have a uh, photo of us in Florida that, that was less than flattering. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it was the reality of how much we've been letting the fitness thing go. Um, it's below our standard. So it's, it's important for this person, whoever asked this question, really check in with, do I have an inflated view of self or deflated? And either way, taking action is going to bring me to my truth. Boom. Cool.
2: What do you do if you're taking messy action, but can't really see the reason you aren't succeeding? How can you fail forward if you can't identify your weak spots? Jeffrey? I'm
1: going to do the thing that I always do. I'm sorry. Can you please repeat the question? (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jeopardy, you know? (laughs) I'll take behind... uh, I'll take... take, Repeat the question for 400. Language of origin, please. What is... Repeat the
2: question. Sure. Yeah. Um, What do you do if you're taking messy action but can't really see the reason you aren't succeeding? How can you fail forward if you can't identify your weak spots? Um
1: you got to keep trying new things and experimenting. The scientific method is my answer. So a scientific method is basically, here's a hypothesis. I'm going to go test it. And then I'm going to analyze the results and observe the results to then make a new hypothesis and then go test it. We have something called the manifestation equation that we're actually creating a digital asset of as of today. Um, And it basically has all of the ingredients of how to fail forward and and improve along the way. Um, There's seven steps. And the last one is rinse and repeat forever. And so, basically, the idea is realize that, like, it, it might have taken Kevin and I 50 episodes just to not say um anymore. I but said eventually um, like 20 it times out. today. Did you? Um, no, I'm kidding. But that's the thing. I think you have to understand that eventually you'll, you'll unlock the combination. You might not need, like, Jim Rohn talks about this. Let's say there's, there's five numbers in a lock. You might have four of them dialed in. And it's not till you, that fifth one, it's like, ooh, got it. Okay, here's a good example. Um, We just recently unlocked the formula to get on shows consistently, you know? And, And it's like now we're on shows, like tons and tons and tons of shows. It's awesome. But for a long time, that was a struggle bus. We didn't know what was wrong. Like, what is the problem? Like, you know, are we not valuable? Is it our branding? Is it our marketing? Is it our messaging? Is it our emails? Is it, is it, is it Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn? Which one should we use? It took us so long to unlock and crack that code. But once we cracked it open, oh my goodness, like watch out, the flow starts to happen. That's financial, that's, that's in your relationship, that's in everything. And so you gotta stick with it. Be like a diamond cutter. Sometimes it's that last that last hit that cracks it open.
0: I would say get curious. I think Alan spoke to this earlier. There's an anomaly that you don't know yet. So keep exploring, keep learning, keep testing out new things, and then make sure you're reflecting on whatever the performance is. I don't know exactly what it is in this case, but like Alan and I are jeffing because we haven't been listening to the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. But I
0: know that when we were listening to our own podcast, it was improving. It's like, hey, for some reason it's super staticy lately. Like, let me change the levels on the mixer, let me change the outlet, or you know, um another thing was like, all right, we have to get crystal clear on who we're talking to. That's super important. I feel like I could have told that story better. I think get curious, continue learning about what you don't know, and then reflect and perfect the things that you're doing. Like, whatever your performance is, you have to you have to go back and and look, particularly if it sucks, like that's the hardest thing. But Alan and I, after that speech that I didn't do so well at, we got McDonald's and we stayed up until 2 AM and we watched it and said, Oh, honestly, it's not as bad as I thought. This is what I could do better. I know I should prep flashcards is not my jam. That's just not the way I should do it. And cool. Let me try again next time. So I think it's, I think it's kind of like understanding what did I do this time? And what is the result I got? I wanted to make sure you could see my hand, Amy. What should I bring with me to the next thing? What should I get rid of? What's good? What do I keep? What's
1: bad? What do I get rid of? Keep trying. Uh, last thing, no. blind spots. So get get constructive feedback from other people who you trust and who are not insecure and who do want to see you succeed. And that's mm-hmm. actually a smaller list than you probably think. Um, but get constructive feedback from other perspectives. Strong work.
3: What is up, you guys? My name is Gabby and I just want to give a huge shout out to Kevin and Alan for the community that they have created and the mission that they are on over at Next Level University. Never in a million years did I think when I started listening to the Hyperconscious podcast two years ago that I would be as invested as I am today. But here we are two years later. I have done group coaching. I truly look forward to every single episode. They drop all of the things that they're teaching. And I am now doing one-on-one coaching with Alan to help level up in my business. And all I got to say about these guys across the board is they are true, genuine souls. They mean it when they say they are heart driven and they mean it when they say they are no BS. And I think that's probably my favorite part about them. They get rid of the fluff. They give you tactical tips and tricks to help you level up in your life, to help you make strides towards your goals. And they've created a community of like minded people to lean on each other at every single stage of life. So guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the impact that you have made in my life. And I am so very excited to see the impact and the waves that you make from here on out.
2: What are small steps you can take? Hold on. Sorry, this is my question. And I'm Jeff in my own question. What are small steps you can start taking to become more consistent while taking messy action?
0: All right. So this this is something that I don't think I would understand early on, but I think you have to just let go of the outcome. This is, this is one of those things of Amy, since I'm talking to you, I can just talk to you. Um, like it was in the mall, you and I was the biggest messy action test in the entire history of the world. And it was like, Amy, I don't care if this person laughs you out of the store. It is what it is. Like our only goal here is for you to do the thing that's uncomfortable. We're talking about messy action. I don't even care about the results more often than not. And honestly, nobody else does either. If you're early in your journey, nobody's listening to you. Nobody's watching you. You're probably not getting paid for your thing yet. Like the time for Amy to screw up what she was doing was in the mall. So now when she Jeffs her, Jeffs her own question, it's just like, whatever. It is what it is. You've, you've been here so many times with Next Level Lives that it's not that big of a deal. And I think it's just, you kind of get thicker skin you get thicker skin as you do it long enough. So I think the small the small step is just let go of the outcome and understand that the, the practice and the energy you're putting into the messy action in the beginning is way more important than the outcome. That's not what it's about. It's not about the outcome.
1: My answer is your relationship to discomfort. It's deeper because Kevin has a tactic and I, I want to go deeper understanding. If your relationship to discomfort is not positive, you need to start solving that. After my car accident, I was very claustrophobic. I talk about that often. I used to puff my chest up and walk in and out of doorways to overcome claustrophobia. I remember for a long time crowds bothered me. I would be in the casino and I would be like, you know, afraid of people, and I had to overcome that by going into crowds and practicing walking near people. And this was before COVID, so that was just claustrophobia thing. Now it actually social distancing is a whole thing. I'm not claustrophobic at all anymore. It's called exposure therapy. Um, They actually do this with horses they actually put horses near highways so that they don't freak out when a Mack truck comes by because if they do they'll freak out and they'll knock you off the horse and you'll get hurt or killed and so they have to they have to desensitize people to things that aren't safe i remember when kevin and i uh went to we we flew from Boston to Florida, from Florida to Boston, and then and then from Boston to Arizona and then Arizona back to Boston. By the fifth or sixth flight, I mean, with layovers and all that, um, and multiple planes, he by the like sixth or seventh, he was like, ah, it's no big deal. Yeah. His anxiety was gone. It's called exposure therapy. And the truth of the matter is, and I, I wanna say this to everybody there's no way around that part. Okay, mm-hmm. you can't read that in a book you can't get that from this podcast. I'm telling you right now, like if you, the exposure therapy thing, if you want to react as positively as Kevin did, when you're on a live and your camera goes out, you there's only one way to do that. That's trained. You can't think about that. You can't learn how to do it. You have to put in the reps. I'm sorry, but like if you don't put in the reps in the gym, you will not be in shape. And so you just have to, you have to do what's uncomfortable. You have no choice. Um, If you want what's uncomfortable to become normal and comfortable you have to do it and there's just no way around that if you're if you're self-conscious about your body try try looking in the mirror for a little bit and accepting that and then like just just get a little bit more outside your comfort zone over and over and over again whatever scares you dig there the gold is hidden where you least want to want to dig i'm telling you the only way to
0: Uh, succeed
1: in mayhem is to practice there.
0: Like it just, it just is. So I remember back in the day when I wanted to fight for a living, people used to laugh at me because what I used to do is I used to spin around in circles and then I used to shadow box. But when you get hit in the face really hard, it feels like you've just been spinning around in circles. So I was prepping for the worst case scenario. You got to think about airline pilots in their simulators. They prep the engine blows out. You prep both engines blow out. You prep. Your landing gear doesn't drop, you prep. Firefighters, police officers, they prepare for the worst case scenario. So it looks like they're taking very, very messy action when they're really not. They're taking things that they've prepped for. So I think that's another distinction. All right, last question, Amy.
2: What tax, What tactics can you use to move forward after being paralyzed by messy action causing embarrassment?
0: Oh, great question. All right, this is this is what I do. Uh, three things. Uh, well, this is what I, okay. There's an opportunity in front of me I asked myself this question, what is the best case scenario? What is the worst case scenario? What is the most likely scenario? So the other day I was in the shower getting ready for a big call and I was like, all right, I'm a little bit nervous about this. Like what's going to happen? And I was like, okay, what's the, what's the absolute worst case scenario? This person, 15 minutes into the call says, honestly, you're terrible. You suck. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go. Okay. That's worst case scenario. Best case scenario is this person says, Hey, I want to work with you. That's amazing. Let's do this thing. Most likely scenario, the call goes really well. I add a lot of value. This person asks how to work with us. I send them an email and they get back to me in a a couple of days. Um, It didn't go terribly. It went very well. I sent a follow-up email after this person asked to work with us. Now I'm waiting on the response. But a lot of other times, it may have gone the other way. It's just one of those things of like, it's it's not always gonna go as bad as you think it is. Sometimes it will go bad. Sometimes it will, but it'll never go well if you don't show up again. When things go bad and you get embarrassed, that's a good time for you to learn about yourself. And this is the other thing too. I think embarrassment is directly connected to self-worth now more than ever. And Alan, I'm curious on your take on this. But I think of like a lot of people would be embarrassed if their camera just shut off after Alan got up and went to the bathroom and I'm like literally laughing into the microphone. And it's like, I'm just comfortable now. I'm just more confident. My self-worth is... Higher than it's ever been, where I feel like I'm a worthy human being. And every single one of you watching might have said, like, oh, wow, I wish that didn't happen to me. I hope that doesn't happen to me. Rather than saying, like, Kevin sucks because that happened to him. I think that when I look back at the times that I've been rejected or the times that I've looked bad, the times where it hurt the most was when I didn't value myself. All the other times, it just kind of rolls off. It just kind of rolls off because. I've done a lot of that internal work. So when you start doing the internal work, the external stuff doesn't really hurt you as much. It's still difficult. It still sucks, but you don't let it affect your week. Maybe it affects the hour. Maybe it affects half a day. Maybe it affects the day. But the more you do it, the shorter that time span gets. And just going back to what Alan said, exposure therapy.
1: Yeah, uh, The tactic, you can also look back on your memories of all the things that you got embarrassed about in the past and and worked through. And then more importantly, figure out what never would have been had you not done that. So like with Amy, we could easily do this. Um, If she had not gone to the mall and talked to strangers with Kevin, she wouldn't be here right now. And so much of her life would be completely different. I want you to be more afraid of regret than embarrassment. Genuinely. When I got in that car accident at 26, that's what I switched. The fear of regret was far bigger than the fear of embarrassment or I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I said something stupid on this show, I we'd mean rich we'd be rich. It, <laughs> appreciate Same it. though. But literally, I don't care. I'm way more afraid of regret of not trying. You know, trying and failing is way less scary than not trying at all. For me, not trying is is the worst thing ever. So the tactic is look back in your past and identify when you got outside your comfort zone. And then connect that to some of the wonderful things in your life right now. Big, all I need, um, I unsent DM, DMs to Emilia three separate times. And fortunately, uh, I looked on her Facebook and it said in a relationship, I didn't see any pictures of guys. And eventually I was like, hey, true or false? Are you in a relationship? I almost let fear and uncertainty, uncertainty is she in a relationship? Do I want to be a homewrecker? Uncertainty creates lack of action, which would have, you know, if I, oh my God, that would have been the worst, the worst thing ever. I would have, you know, I, you're missing out on more than you realize. If you're out there listening or watching, we got to go, but you're missing out on more than you realize when you don't take messy action. One courageous moment, one courageous direct message, one courageous email, one courageous conversation of actual truth one podcast episode it all can change the trajectory of your life forever that one dm i'm in the best relationship i've ever been in by far bar none nothing else is even close and it's because i had the courage to say hey true or false are you in a relationship you know and fortunately kevin kept bugging me like hey you should really message her um which i appreciate i want to get i remember credit we there. i
0: think when we were in california we wished her a happy birthday yeah remember that yep. Okay, like, hey, We should wish her a happy birthday. I don't even know who this person is, but happy birthday. <laughs> Amy, appreciate thank you. you so much. I appreciate you back. Amy, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for doing the damn thing. And I think, again, this is, Amy is a great shining example of at one point you being on a live in front of a bunch of people uh would not happen and you had to take mm-hmm. messy action to get here. So I am grateful for you. Everybody, thank you for the questions. Uh, Group five, For group coaching starts January 4th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want your new year to start off amazing, if you want 2022 to be the best year of your life, the most next-level year of your life, Alan and I would love to help you do it. I am doing podcast coaching, Next Level Podcast Solutions. you want to grow, scale, monetize your show, please reach out. Alan is doing Next Level Business Solutions. We are on track to do multi-six figures. Uh, Alan is one of the biggest reasons for that. And as always... We do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Say bye, Amy. Strong
1: one. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you, Amy.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University.
1: One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.